Elation is a choice. So says Pat Alva Craker, the author of Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation, as she shares her incredible recovery from disaster to reinvention on episode number 146 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. The first hour of your day is the most powerful hour of your day. You learn a lot about yourself, about uh, about yourself and how you're empowering yourself in the first hour. So what I started to do is I decided to bring in meditation, which is something that you and I agree is very important in people's yes. lives. Being still and being able to hear the whispers that our higher self, that spirit's trying to convey to us. Hey, this is Bernie Lynn, author of Through the Storm of Early Trauma, where I help people heal and overcome early trauma. You're connected with Dr. Brad Miller, where he helps you navigate traumatic events on the Beyond Adversity podcast. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. So glad you joined me here today. This is the podcast where we help you to navigate adverse conditions in your life, uh, depression, divorce, disease, debt, death, anything that comes to your life that wants to put you on the sideline. There is a way to get through that. And we here on our podcast, the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, are here to be helpful to you. At our website, drbradmiller.com, you can find lots of past episodes of the podcast with lots of great leaders and teachers and authors who can help you to navigate adversity. We invite you to go there, check out the podcast as well as the free gift that we have for you there. Today, we have a great leader with us. is a woman who in, had incredible ups and downs in her life, but instead of giving up, she fought on, and she became a catalyst of change to overcome, the high, uh, to uh, deal with the highs of success in the corporate world, and then the lows of cancer diagnosis, a uh, layoff in her life, grief comes with the loss of her husband, and then how she chose to reinvent herself. She's the author of Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation, where she describes what it's like to live an empowered life and with the healing power of new beginnings and a reminder that elation is a choice. She blogs and has a coaching practice at MajesticCoachingGroup.com. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller, Pat Alva Craker. Let's get into our conversation right now. Author and business and life strategist Pat Alva Craker with us to share with us a little bit about her life. She's had her share of challenges in her in her life, in her family life, and in health related things. And but she's now developed a process through her book about called One Woman's. Her book is called Catherine's Quest. One Woman's Journey to Elation. So we're going to find out all about elation today. So Pat, welcome to uh, Beyond Adversity. Thank you, Brad. It's a pleasure. Awesome. We're glad that you're here uh, today. And you've got uh, quite a fascinating story about how you have dealt with things in your life. And now you're a successful in the business world and a coach and a strategist. But it's not always been the case. You've had some 
some challenges to deal with. Tell us a little bit about your background, your story about some of the challenges that you had to face in your life. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, you know, I, one of the things you focus on several things that, uh, that are common to um, us as, as being on our journey and actually learning uh, the lessons that we're here. And, and I, I relate to several of them that you have on your list. Uh, certainly uh, disease is one of them. Um, at the young age of 44, I learned that I had breast cancer and happily I'm a 26 year thriver, but that's certainly, that's awesome. uh, Yeah. It shook me in my boots. It, um, it made me uh, come to realize uh, that uh, I wanted to get a better understanding of what is it that got me here? What Mm -hmm. decisions was I making? What beliefs, what habits did I have that got me to this point? And um, so there was a lot of reflection that was that took uh, place during that time of healing, which did include some of the traditional chemo and radiation. And then I decided to take responsibility for my own healing and began to use alternative medicine uh, in the process or in conjunction with traditional Medicaid, uh, medi- uh, really chemo and radiation. Uh-huh. So uh, I used massage. I learned how to use oils. I even became a, a Reiki uh, therapist in the process of healing myself because I felt that it was going to be really my responsibility to heal myself. And what I learned in the process of my journey to uh, healing myself is that um, I had really put myself on the bottom of the list. My self-care habits were just, they weren't there. I was pouring into others and helping others, helping family, helping friends, and really didn't take the time to take care of myself. I had a stressful job and was doing a lot of traveling and I just didn't make time for myself. I just gave from really, uh, I gave from an empty cup. Okay. Doesn't work. So I see the, the, uh, my journey with cancer as a um, alarm, a wake up call to tell me that I need to align my job, my career, my health with the things that really matter. So it, re- it really made me stop and think of what is it that was really bringing me joy and what was not? And how was I going to shift in my life to make myself number one on top of the list so that I was giving to others from a full cup and I was taking the time to take care of myself. So I started making changes um, in my career and stopped the travel and uh, got to a place where I wasn't traveling and all and really got my life back and was able to really prosper in in a career uh, that I then thoroughly enjoyed and really started noting the little things that I was doing that was taking me from where I was to where I wanted to be. And that was the discipline of having a very powerful morning routine. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my routine is a mind, body, and soul routine. And it's, it, these, this is a practice that I teach my clients. It's the first hour of your day is the most powerful hour of your day. You learn a lot about yourself, about 
uh, about yourself and how you're empowering yourself in the first hour. So what I started to do was I decided to bring in meditation, which is something that you and I agree is very important in people's yes. lives. Being still and being able to hear the whispers that our higher self, that spirit's trying to convey to us. Uh, I learned about the importance of affirmations and really using affirmations to heal myself. Mm. And one of those is that my body supports everything I want to do in life. Wow. That's awesome. And so, yeah, your body supports what you want to do in life. So you have to have, uh, mm. Stephen Covey calls it sharpening the saw, where you have to sharpen the saw in order to, you know, get through the rest of your day and to achieve things. And I think that that's great. So tell us a bit about what place you came from and what motivated you. You sound like you, you know, you had this health issue, you had some, you lost a husband as well, and you had some several things, but where were you, uh, what motivated you to take some bold action here? What really got you going here? What, uh, was there some episode or some situation where you kind of at, uh, you know, a, a bad was a place? Tipping point? A tipping yeah. point, yes. The tipping point, yeah. I would say the tipping point was when my um, husband died at an early age. Mm-hmm. And at the time, my husband and I were running a 200-acre exotic animal ranch. Wow. And when he passed, I then became was a sole res- the sole, was a sole responsible person for making this ra- this ranch um, work and and thrive. We did have a which a is offhand sounds pretty pretty intensive. Just I don't know much about that world, but it sounds pretty intensive. We were feeding four hundred and fifty animals, and I had a ranch hand, and the two of us had to make it work while I was still in my corporate job, and I was still and I was doing the the coaching mm-hmm. on the side. And a dear friend of mine said, he says, you're either going to pick yourself up. You're either going to crawl and die. You're going to get in bed and crawl and die. Or you're going to pick yourself up from the bootstraps. Hmm. Which one are you going to do? Okay. And I said, I'm going to pick myself up from the bootstraps. So I made that decision then and there that um, I was really going to have to be a better leader of my own life that self-leadership was really going to be a number one component of how I shifted from being in this place of sadness, depression, and feeling all a plate that was just overwhelmed with responsibility to one where I was learning how to manage my emotions, being able to prioritize, and being able to really trust myself. And some of my teachers in that process were all the animals that I had. You know, I had potbelly pigs and I had donkeys that I was really, really close to. And it's really amazing how they can tune in to you hmm. and how they embraced me and how I watched them uh, as they thrived because I had to be very intimate in, in uh, ra- taking care of them because I had to notice every single thing about them to determine if they were healthy, if they were suffering, if their feet were okay, if they were eating. And I began to tune in those six senses. Hmm. It's fascinating how your part of your healing was the process of interacting with other living things, the animals, the part of your healing and wholeness process. And that that's great. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little more about you. You were mentioned some 
practices like meditative practices and things like this. And I'm a big believer in drawing for us to get through adversity. We have to not only take some of the bold actions you took to break out of that pattern, you know, both pull yourself up by the bootstraps, as you said, but to draw on some, uh, it's not all about you. You know, we do pull ourselves up about the bootstraps, but we also have to draw on a higher power, I believe. And tell us, tell us a little bit about how you do that and how that process works for you. So, yes, I absolutely uh, believe in higher power and, and uh, believe in my higher self. And one of the things that, that became uh, a, a very strong principle for me in the way I live my life is that I don't have to know the how of a situation. I just need to trust the process of life and know that I'll be given the answers. So when I went to Spirit, I said, I don't know how I'm going to make all of this work, the ranch, my career, uh, uh, working for corporate, but I'm going to trust you that you will show me the how. You will show me the how. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be still and I'm going to ask, what is the next thing for me to do? And then I'm going to wait for you to guide me. And then I'm going to go and do that. So you were seeking one of the terminologies I've used for this type of thing is leadings, you know, like a spiritual leading or a, or a conscious, a, a sense of consciousness from your no, unconscious. Absolutely. Absolutely. So did, did that work out for you? What I'm getting at, did you, did, you know, sometimes people get, you know, frustrated, they wait and they wait and they wait and they think, well, that's never going to happen. But how did that work for you? Did you have a sense of guidance and direction and discernment? Mm-hmm. I can tell you that um, I, I, in some, I did have a situation where I learned it the hard way, uh, where I was given guidance. You know, I was, I had these, I was traveling and I had these beautiful earrings that had been a gift. And in my guidance, my spirit said, don't take those earrings. Leave them here at home. And I just, but if I take these earrings, it'll be the one thing that I can wear with everything and blah, blah, blah. And so I didn't pay attention and I lost one of them on my trip. And I said, I will never doubt what is told to me. Mm-hmm. Never. If I'm told X, Y, and Z, and it comes crystal clear, I no longer doubt it. I just do it. I just do it. Because I've learned the hard way that when I think that I know better, I really don't. Some people call that intuition or whatever, or leading different types Mm -hmm. of ways we can do that. But also, many people ignore those things. You know, they they just kind of push them aside and they go, oh, that's nothing. Or I just had a kind of Mm -hmm. whatever. I ate something bad or whatever it would be. You know, just some, uh, they brush it off. But what I'm hearing you say here, Pat, is to be a good listener, to, you know, be intuitive about these things that are being uh, shared with you from from a higher level. And to follow and to follow yeah. the message. Yeah. Don't doubt it. Yeah. Another piece of this, I think it's important to pet is the kind of the emotional wherewithal in order to get through stuff. I call it the emotional fuel yes. that uh, helps us to get through things. And it many times that comes through relationships and you mentioned how you lost your husband and you had some, all kinds of other things happening. Tell us about how relationships good or bad, but hopefully more good than bad, helps you in this process of navigating all these things that you mentioned here about the business and the ranch and, you know, you had your health problems, you lost your husband. But tell me about positive relationships, loving, affirming, emotional relationships that may have helped you in this process or been helped you, called you accountable. Absolutely. 
What I've learned is that, uh, especially when I lost the ranch and I was doing everything by, by myself, is that there was no way that I was going to really come out on the other side without asking for help. There's no way. There's no way I was going to be able to handle all, all those uh, responsibilities. And I had to learn how to ask for help and be open to receiving help because in life, in order to accomplish big things and actually get healed from situations, we must open up our heart and let others love on us and pour on us in order to start making those baby steps to healing and coming on the other side. Mm-hmm. Can you be a little more specific about how any uh, person or situation or uh, mm-hmm. came alongside you or you reached out to someone or they reached out to you, how that uh, played out? No, so, um, you know, the, the, our ranch hand, Randy, was um, really close with my husband. They worked together in, in managing the ranch. And they did divide and conquer, if you will. And when I uh, be- took you know, total responsibility, uh, Randy and I had to become really close in, in working together. Not only were we both um, sad, of the loss of, um, of Don. And we realized that in order for us to move forward, we had to be able to count on each other. So I had to count on him to help me take care of the animals. And I had to count on his expertise. And I had to count on him to be a, a shoulder that I could cry on. That when things got really, really bad, I had a bad day that I would go, I could go to uh, Randy and say, you know what? I just need to cry. Will just, will you just Mm -hmm. let me cry and, and just hold me and just give me a hug. And we began to be that, that, uh, that shoulder uh, for each other without any judgment, knowing that part of our pain was to actually express the pain and be comfortable and feel safe with someone to be able to do that with. Yes. Well, also then that, that takes a relationship much beyond any kind of an employer employee type of thing, or, you know, working together, it goes to a deeper level in order to have healing in order to have, um, get it through adverse conditions like a death in the family or disease or financial issues. Uh, we just need that. We need people who are on our side and we can, uh, be emotional with, you know, emotions is a fuel that helps drive us to change, I believe, and are a big part of it. And, and that's such an important thing. Have you been able to do that for other, other folks, either in your coaching or in your life, being able to be the, uh, yeah, an I, advocate I, for others? I have been an advocate for others. Um, definitely. I've been an advocate for, for uh, women who have gone through breast cancer. Mm, okay. I, I'm made available, made myself available uh, and getting myself involved in cancer care services and working with women and helping them um, just cope and be be there to help them uh, actually, you know, facilitate their, their healing through uh, Reiki. And so I, I poured my into that particular community of women who have had cancer so that we can, with another partner by us, I'd be able to get through the process. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I find is really... Uh, in the um, business strategy work and the business coaching work is that the women that thrive the most that are most successful are those that really know how to lead themselves. And when you know how to lead yourself, you are a better leader on the outside with your teams and the community. So I focus a lot on the inside. 
Mm. I focus a lot on give, helping them get clear, uh, helping them uh, be, take, be courageous enough to take the next step, um, helping them realize that they're exactly where they need to be. Yes. Because so so many, I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought there. Well, so many times uh, we tend to compare ourselves mm-hmm. and we compare our chapter one to somebody else's chapter five. And one of the things about being a leader and really growing in your business is that you have your own sacred path that's been laid out for you. And it's, it's when you embrace that, then you're, you're open to learning the lessons and you're open to honoring the path that you're on. And there is no comparison. Yeah. And you're focused now. You are a business leader and strategist and you focus a lot on with women entrepreneurs and, You've talked about that pathway you just mentioned it a second ago, and your your book is called A Journey to Elation. And elation means to me means you know like an ecstatic state, one where you have just pure joy, pure joy. And yet you've mentioned several you know episodes where you didn't have joy. You had a lot of grief and a lot of other things going on. So, what are what are when you work with folks? What are some of the ways that they're going to? Uh, what are some of the steps they're going to take on this journey to elation? Be more, a little more specific. If, if a woman comes to you and wants a little help here on a business strategy, but also has to have more, not only business, it's, you know, it's kind of life and how to have some joy in your right. life. What exactly. are they going to learn? What are they going to learn from your book or from your coaching or from what you have to offer that can help them get to this point of elation? A relation, right? Like when you have your, your first baby, your grandchild, you swim with the dolphins, that level of elation. Yes. In my, in my program, what I do is we do, we start with the inner work. Okay. We absolutely start with the inner work and I help them get clarity on what it is that they actually want out of life, not only in their business, but also in their life and help them uh, be clear on how those two actually work together. Because once women are very clear on what they want out of life and out of their business, then the next step is really putting the plan together and executing. And why encourage them to start taking the baby steps because in that uh, encouragement to take that bold step, you start becoming confident. And then you're all of a sudden you're beginning to thrive. Then we also take a look at uh, their specific blueprint. I'm a human design uh, specialist. So human design is, uh, is a combination of, of DNA, your birth date, astrology. And what it does is it lays out a blueprint of what makes you successful in your business based on your constitution. Okay. So they, we will have a conversation on their specific blueprint and they will learn how they best make decisions, how they best work in teams, how they best like to connect, uh, like, like to learn how to get things done. And once they understand what their constitution is and what their, their true alignment is, then they grow their business from that space. Well, give us some specifics on this. You mentioned baby steps, for instance, mm-hmm. and maybe you could even speak about, you know, maybe hypothetically about some folks you've worked with. What are some examples of some of these baby steps that you advocate for people to take? Or, you know, one of the things you mentioned earlier was like a morning routine, but help us out a little bit. If, uh, if I, send a person to you, a woman uh, entrepreneur to, what are they going to learn from you? Some of these specifics. Okay. So definitely I talked about the, uh, the morning routine is going to be one of the ones that I work 
work with women on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I help them create their own, their individual morning routine. And that routine that they create is going to have a moment of silence, affirmation, visualizing what they want, a form of movement or exercise, reading and uh, journaling. So that's one of the first steps that I'm going to ask them to take every morning so that they start establishing a grounded morning, a day where they have clarity of what needs to be done so that whatever happens in their day, in the middle of the day, they know exactly how they're going to start their day. And it's in full control of aligning, aligning with spirit and being very clear on the things that need to get done. When you start your morning in that way, it's a very powerful morning that allows you to move closer to your goals when you start it that way. And then I teach them to live their life through intention. So I teach them a process that includes getting very clear about the intention of something that they're doing. Let's say they're going to a meeting and they want the meeting to have a certain outcome. I teach them a process that says, okay, what is the intention of this meeting? What is it that you want the outcome of this meeting to be? And then I ask them, how do you want to feel while you're in that meeting? You want to feel confident. You want to feel articulate. You want to feel connected. You, you know, you want to feel that you're, you're connecting with your higher source. How do you want to feel? And by the way, how do you want the people in your meeting to feel. Let's let's talk about the energy and their in, uh, interaction with you and, and their level of attention and commitment. And so those three, those three elements go into a discussion of let's set your intention and we're going to start doing that every time you have an activity, every time you pick up the phone, every time you have a meeting or a proposal, you're going to have a conversation with, with someone we're going to go through this intention exercise. Okay. So this is up to people actually develop, they write something down. They have some sort of exercise where they mm-hmm. share Absolutely. and some, and so they have a tangible uh, tool to use. That is a to, tangible uh, tool that they yep. use for everything going forward. I mean, I even mm-hmm. use it when I go shopping. I said, mm-hmm. intent- yeah, so it's uh, not just, I, it's not just a business meeting thing. It's your no, life. No, It is stuff. a life practice. It is a life practice of setting intention and asking for what it is that they want as an outcome. And then what I invite them to do is I ask them, well, you set your intention. Now I want you to to separate yourself, detach yourself from that request and allow spirit, God, great something, whatever that is for you, source to give you that or something better. Mm -hmm. And that's, where we're going with this elation with the joyful life here. So mm-hmm. sounds like you've been, you know, you have a coaching practice here of majestic coaching and um, you have your book majestic coaching group.com is your mm-hmm. website. And then, um, but tell us about somebody, let's be specific for a minute about mm-hmm. somebody you've worked with, how they have had some of these outcomes that you have mm-hmm. mentioned because if, you know, if I would refer, you know, some of the people I work with to you, I'd want to have some uh, understanding that, you know, there's a good chance they're going to have some good outcome here. So can you tell us what about somebody you've worked with? Maybe they've had some good outcome. Yes. So uh, definitely, um, you know, many times, uh, and I'll use Mary as an example, I'll use the name Mary. So uh, Mary came to me and said she was uh, ready to make the jump from corporate into uh, entrepreneurship 
And we started with uh, clarity, right? So it's, I said, what, who, who, what kind of women or clients do you want to work with? And, um, and what do you want to do? So at the very beginning, the answers were, well, I want to work with women entrepreneurs. And when you say that, your scope of what you can do is huge. And I said, okay, what we need to do, in, in order for you to be successful, it's important that you narrow your scope to the type of women that you want to support. So then it uh, when then when she became clear, she says, "Well, I want to I want to work with women who are in the healing business." Okay, so that moves women from from entrepreneurs to women who have healing businesses. Okay, so now we're looking at women who have healing businesses. What type of healing are you talking about? Is it traditional medicine? Is it alternative medicine? Um, is it mind, body, and soul medicine? What kind of healing? is that particular person uh, providing? So then she got it, narrowed it down. Well, I want to work with Reiki healers. I said, okay. So then there's all type of Reiki healers. What does your ideal client look like? Because you have a certain type of personality that you love working with, that lights your fire when you're, work, when you're with them. How would you describe that person to me? And then, you know, Mary will say, well, I want to work someone. I want to work with a, a woman who has a Reiki uh, business who is coachable, who is willing to experiment and work with me on growing their business. Okay, I want women who can pay for me. I want women who are spiritual. I want to work with women who are fun to be with. I want women, and so I get. I have them really narrow down. What does that woman look like? Feel like? What do they do? What do they hang out? How do they spend their money? Do they even invest in themselves? Mm-hmm. So then we get them to where they're really, really clear about who it is to work with. And I, and then I ask them, "What do you think your gift is? Where is your gift? It, are you? Is your gift in helping them?" package and marketing themselves is your gift and helping them come up with new designs what is your gift and she said i love marketing i did that when i was in corporate and i want to help women with marketing okay so now we know women entrepreneurs in healing specifically with reiki women who are open to our coachable blah, blah blah and you are going to help them with their marketing and we said yes okay perfect okay so let's put together some offerings at different tiers to help your client uh, work with you to get to know you first and then have them w- um, invest their money in deeper, more, uh, more sophisticated programs so that they can get a flavor of you first and then continue the work with you. So then we help them put, I help them put the pro- their, all their packages together, all their offerings together. And then we say, okay, how are we going to get this word out? What, what is it that you like to do? How do you like to communicate? Do you like to go on video? Do you like to write? Uh, do you like to um, make presentations? What is it is your favorite way of communicating? And let's use that favorite way of communicating to connect with your ideal client. So then once they decide, well, you know what? I love being on video. I love being on camera. Then I, then we say, let's put a strategy together that's associated with social media that starts introducing you and getting you in front of your ideal client. Mm-hmm. 
it sounds like you you have a process here that just to use Mary as your, as your example here, was able to kind of filter out some of the things she didn't care for in the corporate world, but focus into some things she did enjoy, the marketing and so mm-hmm. on, but also then to focus and zero in on clarify the target uh, market and have some fun doing it. That's To me, that's the elation part, right? That is the elation part. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she is thriving. She's, she's, she's a six-figure uh, entrepreneur coaching women in the, the healing business, specifically Reiki. And uh, she has online courses. She's doing very well. And it's, it was all just going through the process that I just talked you through. And of course, in between that time, you know, there's doubt and mm-hmm. there's fear. And so we deal with those as we take those baby steps. Well, that's the coaching part of it. That's the relationship building part of it. You know, that, yes. uh, like I like to talk about this kind of a, a progression here. You have to take the action she had to make reach out to you in some form or another. And somebody may want to pick up your book, whatever that would be. And then we have to do the, uh, the spiritual aspect of it or the calling a higher power. And then that relationship building. And then there is the, the manifestation of the, the disciplines, you know, the morning routine, the other things like that in order to have come out to the other side to come out to elation. So that's a, that's a good goal to have, especially in these days when we have, you know, a lot of dark stuff, a lot of problems, a lot of things to challenge us, whether it's a COVID crisis or any number of things that are happening in the world right now. Loss of job. Many people, a lot of women are losing jobs or they've been at home and they're realizing, you know what? I'd rather, I've never spent so much time with my kids or mm-hmm. with my spouse. And I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how much, how I didn't really know them. And I want a job that allows me to spend time with my family. Yeah. And women are opening businesses left and right more than ever before. Well, that's awesome. And that, that is awesome. And that's what your focus is. I, I love mm-hmm. your, one of the things it says in your, uh, in your website is to help women entrepreneurs make a positive, joyful impact on the world. And I mm-hmm. love that uh, things that you share there. So, so Pat Alva Craker, how can people be in contact with you if they want to learn more about you and your book and what you have to offer and see how you can impact their life to have elation? Oh, thank you, Brad, for asking that question. Majesticcoachinggroup.com is the website. And if you're just now uh, learning about my book, Catherine's Quest, you can actually download the first chapter of the book from my website and, um, and experience a little bit about who I am. I make myself available to my uh, to clients and uh, prospects, and I open up my calendar for people to schedule a strategic call where we can sit down and get to know each other and actually begin an initial conversation on how I might be able to help you. And that's for free. So when you go to the website, you can get a call, a 30-minute call, and we can have a conversation on how we might be able to work together and how I can help you. Awesome. And uh, certainly, uh, yeah. Well, that's uh, good to hear and some some good things here from Pallet Alpha Craker. She's the author of Catherine's Quest, One Woman's Journey to Elation, and her coaching program you can find at Majestic Coaching Group. Pat, thank you for being our guest today on Beyond Adversity. If there is one word I would like for you to have as a takeaway of our conversation today with Pat Alva Craker from MajesticCoachingGroup.com, it is the word reinvention. 
reinvention, the choice to reinvent yourself. You do not have to stay stuck in whatever adversity you find yourself in your life. You can choose to move forward. And you heard uh, Pat Alva Craker's story about recovering from uh, cancer and the loss of her husband and a layoff and other things she had in her life, but choosing to make a difference. And now she speaks into the lives of entrepreneurs, particularly female uh, entrepreneurs, and is making a joyful, elated impact on the world. And you can do the same. Here at drbradmiller.com, we are a podcast which is all about helping you to reinvent yourself by navigating through adverse conditions and coming out to the other side of that, a place we like to call a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. At drbradmiller.com, lots of past episodes of the podcast to be helpful to you, and I'm here to be helpful to you as well. So it's all about making a promise, friends, making a promise to yourself that you will not be stuck that you will move forward and reinvent yourself. So our encouragement to you until we meet next time is indeed, it's all about promises. To make a promise to yourself to change. Because there's power in a promise kept.